All right, everybody, how are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, and I'll be honest with you. Oh, before I get into this, I just want to say, obviously, this is episode number 354. Yes, I've been doing this crap that long. You know, folks, before I got started, before I was going to do this podcast, I was going to start complaining about things. You know, I was going to talk about, you know, you know, this at the end of the summer, I've been doing this podcast for six years. And although it's been fun, it hasn't reached the heights that I dreamt that it would reach. And I seem I tend to dream big. So, you know, I had to be realistic about it, you know, because in, in the podcast world, you know, if you want to be at the top of the charts and number one and number six and number 10 and all of that, if you look at those people, all of the people that have reached that level brought fame from someplace else into the podcasting world. It wasn't necessarily built up organically, you know, by people word of mouth. Okay. Having a podcast is like having a, especially, and I'm just going to factor in the podcast that people would listen to. And even if it's not necessarily their cup of tea, they would say, you know what? That's not necessarily for me, but that is good. It's like, uh, when if I if you played certain people's music for me, I could listen to it and say that person's good. That's not my cup of tea, but that's good, right? So it's like having a restaurant. It's a good restaurant. You're a good chef. You, Mr. or Mrs., you do a great job. And everybody that actually comes into your restaurant and eats it, the overwhelming majority of them love it. They love it. Oh, this is some good food. I'm licking my fingers. I didn't even even order the food yet. The food's so good here. I touched a picture of your food in the menu. I lick my fingers. And that's even better than actual food at other restaurants. I'm talking about that good damn it right but the thing is you're competing i guess technically competing competing with the other restaurants right but the other restaurants like i said the other podcasts have stars or people have some level of celebrity even a quote c-list celebrity if they come into the podcast world blows the doors off of regular podcasters you know you could be a person who, who was in a mo- in three movies in the past 15 years but enough people have seen you so all of a sudden people want to go oh well i wonder what he's been doing all this time right in fact some big stars have come into the world into the podcast world big stars and they already have a television program or they already have a bunch of hit movies and they go hey that's hot right now i'm gonna get in on it right so if you think you're gonna get to the top of the charts just because you're good no not gonna happen sorry you live in the real world i live in the real world back to the comparison to restaurants so you got your restaurant and you think everything's okay and it's very slowly building up people that love it and start the word of mouth is buzzing around the neighborhood only right and then all of a sudden at the opening of the block 15 mcdonald's and burger kings open up right and the open of your block is obscured a little bit by their parking lot which has trees at the back of it so people can't even see that there's a driveway behind it oh oh no Right. Ask yourself a question. When you go to a great restaurant, a great family restaurant nearby where you are and you love the food, do you actually extol the virtues of that restaurant's food when you go other places? No, you don't. You just make you make your reservation. You come and you eat. You go, oh, man, that's great. 
And then you go home. You don't go home and go, hey, let me go through my entire phone book and call everyone and tell them how great this restaurant is, right? When you go to work 25 miles away from that restaurant, which is 20 miles away from your house, and somebody asks you the time, you don't go, hey, I'll give you the time. But before I give you the time, let me tell you about this great restaurant five miles from my house. That thing's incredible. Nice weather we're having. No, it's even nicer than the weather. This restaurant that's close to my house, I'm telling you, is the best and greatest and incredible. I just happen to have a bunch of cards in my pocket. Bam. Ha <laughs> ha. It's great. No, that doesn't happen. So what I've been doing is uh, five years. It'll be six years at the end of the summer. And like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm doing OK, but I'm not where I thought I would be if you asked me six years uh, ago or five years ago now uh, where it would be, which is fine. But I realized that during the course of time to just enjoy the process of doing this because I live in the real world. In the real world, dreams don't always come true. And a lot of times, even if they do come true, they don't come true when you wanted them to come true. Sorry. I live in the real world and my friends, so do you. What about my dream, me as Anthony Thomas? What if my dream was to move down to the city of Philadelphia, right next to the basketball stadium, walk into the basketball stadium and say, hey, Brett Brown, coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Hey, Brett Brown, I want to be your starting shooting guard, right? Right? And he goes, all right. Okay, you can try it, buddy. Give it a try. By the way, I don't do Boston accents. <laughs> Sorry. Just imagine I'm doing that with a really thick Boston accent. Give me a break. I'm, I, I tell jokes. I, I'm not an impressionist. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> right. But I live in the real world. And in the real world, I'm an average height, 50 year old man who still has some weight to lose, who hasn't played a real game of basketball in about five or six years. Are they going to go, hey, average height, fat guy who's middle aged, who's actually looking pretty good because you lost some weight, but you're still a fat guy. I like the way you approached me and I can tell this is your dream. I'm going to sign you to a five year, $50 million contract and you have a game tonight. Get your fat ass into some shorts and stuff and get out there and shoot because it's your dream. Damn it. I don't care about the fact that you're not in good enough shape to perform with these world class athletes half your age who are a foot tall than you that doesn't matter it's your dream that's right in the news tonight old fat guy embarrasses himself on the court as he has every shot swatted into his face and he actually had to take a break after four trips down the court well he didn't take a break the ambulance came out and dragged his old ass off the court while 20,000 people in his hometown laughed at him <laughs> F y'all <laughs> it doesn't work that way my friends it doesn't work it's your dream but it doesn't matter if it's your dream right if you had asked me i'm 50 now if you had asked me 30 years ago uh, when I turned 50, I would have just assumed that I'd have a couple of adult children by now, right? I'd be this ultra star comic or whatever I, you know, or ultra star actor or whatever. I'll get into that later. 
right? I'd be married to my ultra star actress wife who's double, quadruple, incredible, delicious sister, right? Right? And everything would be fantastic. I'd have two to four great kids or whatever, right? And everything would be fantastic and double, incredible, and fantastic, double, and fantastic, incredible, and double, incredible. But that did not happen. That was my dream. How come I'm not married to some double delicious sister for the past 25 years with two to four great kids? Uh, that was my dream. How come it didn't happen? Why? Because I live in the real world and the circumstances didn't line up that way. I was kicking ass in comedy from 86 to around 93. Decided to go out to Los Angeles. Got out to Los Angeles and decided I wanted to be ca Captain Actor Boy, all right? And I neglected my stand-up. I was still one of the best out there, but I was so busy trying to do all these other things. I didn't focus on any one thing. And because I didn't focus on any one thing and I tried to do too many things at the same time, nothing happened. I just got close 75,000 times. But I didn't become what I wanted to become. And while I was pursuing those dreams, what happened? The women that I was with, oh, they realized that they were in their mid-twenties too and they wanted to have kids. But I wasn't stable enough at that point. Had I stayed on the East Coast and did what I was doing, I would have been stable enough. But I wanted to go out to Los Angeles and be Captain Active Boy. And my punk ass came close but didn't pull the trigger. And all of a sudden... The women I would have been maybe married to and had those kids started to go, he's a great guy, but apparently he's trying to be Captain Actor Boy. And as it turns out, I can't sit here and wait for him to become some big deal. Damn it. I want to have kids. I got to drop his punk ass. Right? I live in the real world. I live in the real world. And I look back now and I wish I, at this point I had already had kids, right? It probably won't happen for me now because I'm 50 now. Unless I jump out, unless I put this podcast up, run outside, take my pants down and meet some lady that goes, hey, random guy walking down the street with his pants down. You want to get, you want to help me get pregnant and we could just get married. I don't know your name yet, but you seem fantastic. So let's get married and have babies right now. Unless that happens. Well, actually, if I ran out with my pants off, I'd get arrested after the applause. <laughs> Unfortunately, the applause would be my butt cheek swinging in the wind. <laughs> Enjoy that visual. Shut up. My ass is actually kind of nice. F you people. Anyway. <laughs> but I realize it's probably not going to happen. Okay, no problem. But I live in the real world. Now, what I was thinking also about this podcast, like I said, as it's approaching the six year mark um, later on this year, I realized, like I said, that, you know, when I sat back and I thought about it and I thought, you know, I think about the 80 20 principle, Pareto principle, 80 uh, percent of the things you do give you 20 percent of your results, meaning the things you, you spend a lot of time and effort on things and doing all this working and all of this and you get this little bit of result compared to what you expected to get. And then on the flip side of that, there are 20% of the things you do that give you this 80% result, meaning the things that you do and you don't spend enough time and you spend a little bit of time on them, but the little bit of time you spend on them give you these great, big, monstrous results. And the theory states that you should take time from the 80% of the things you're doing that only give you the 20% result and apply that 
to do 20% of the things that you do that give you 80% of your results. And it just seems logical, doesn't it? If you're doing something and you're not getting enough out of it, why the hell are you still doing it? Right? You've been in relationships like that, haven't you? You've been in relations like that, relationships like that, haven't you? Where you spend all this time trying to love this person and treating this person great and double great and fantastic and incredible, and they treat you like crap. Right. They only get it on with you one time every other month. Right. They say your name wrong. They forget your birthday every once in a while. Right. Right. They treat you like crap in public every once in a while when they feel like getting it on. They're nice to you until you get it on with them and go, oh, I got what I needed back to treating you like crap. Right. You have friends that are only around you when they want something. But if you need something from them, their punk asses aren't there when you need them. Right. Right, you're running a small business, you're, you're online with your business, right? You're just trying to sell some stuff, right? Maybe you don't even need your friends to buy the product. You may, I mean, it would be nice if they'd buy the product because it doesn't cost that much. It doesn't cost that much. It would be kind of cool if they threw a couple bucks your way just to show support, right? But you put it on Facebook and instead of, you know, getting stuff from you, they don't get anything from you. Now, they're there in the hundreds. If you put up a video of, of your cat, there's 700 people with the thumbs up and the smiley faces and the hearts and the ha-ha-ha faces and the thumbs up and happiness and great. But then when you put your thing up that you've been slaving over over time, you can't even get a like out of them right you can't get a retweet out of them right they ignore that crap on linkedin you're going maybe they didn't see it and one second after you put up that thing that you want them to help you support by reblogging replaced reposting retweeting whatever the hell happens on whatever social media crap you put your crap on they act like they don't see it but then you put up a picture of your car as it's dusty and you're going hey maybe i should take this to the car wash Nine thousand people thumbs up and happy faces oh they didn't see that crap that they wanted them to see but they see that crap i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna repost reblog whatever the hell it is with my business thing all I, maybe they can give me some likes or maybe they can repost it you know i i don't expect a lot of them to do it but what the hell you put it up there there it is i got this thing i need to do everybody let everybody know about it and all of a sudden not only do you not hear crickets you look over at the crickets and the crickets are looking away from you like i ain't gonna rub my legs together for that bullshit the crickets won't even make noise for your punk ass right okay uh, maybe they didn't see that i'm gonna post a picture of a listerine bottle and that's all it is i'm just gonna take a picture of a listerine bottle and i'm gonna put the picture of the listerine bottle up and i'm gonna caption it hey i can smell your breath through the phone ha 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 Nineteen thousand double quadruple likes and 50 smiley faces and thumbs up faces and winky faces and ha 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 faces and 65 hearts what the hell is with these bastards you live in the real world my friend you live in the real world <laughs> sorry so as i do this podcast and the other podcast i sit back and i ask myself the question Am I getting the results from the podcast that make me want to continue to do the podcast? And the answer to that question is, who cares? I like doing them. I really don't care about the results uh, of how many people listen to the podcast. I know I got people that are listening to me. I know. 
right? I get it. I know got people that love, oh, we, I listen to it. I love it. That I, and to those of you that have written to me and tell me that you like this podcast and that you like the other one, thank you. I appreciate you. I really do, man. You're, you're one of the reasons that it's, it's, it's fun to do this. But I realize that my podcasts are closer to the 80% thing than the 20% thing, right? The closer to the 80% thing that gives me the 20% results than they are to the 20% thing that gives me the 80% results. So I realize I, like I said, I have to focus more on the 20% thing that's going to give me the 80% results. And that means my friends, no, I'm not giving up either one of my podcasts. No, no, no. I mean, I've been doing this one five years and change and the other one's getting popular. So I'm going to do drop them now that people are listening to them. Well, what people are already listening to this one, but the people have started to listen to the other one as well. But I realized, just like I said in the beginning of this, the people that were getting to become a big deal on this thing brought people in from something else. And stand up when I did it actively never, ever, ever failed me. Ever. You know, I mean, think about it. I could do a great podcast and half as many people listen to this episode as they did last time. And then the next time, four times could listen to it as as the hot time. And it's just the way it is. But when I step on the stage doing stand up comedy with a microphone in my hand and there's people out there and I do my thing, they either laugh or they don't. But let's keep them. Let's keep it real. They laugh. Right. That's never failed me. In fact, if anything happened, I guess technically I kind of failed it when I allowed myself to stop and life to take me away from it. So I'm going back for good this year. And I know what's going to happen. I'm going to do a whole bunch of shows, right? And the MC is going to go, oh, this next guy coming to the stage is one of our top comics in the area. Uh, this is before, you know, I, I roll out nationally, I guess. Uh, one of the top comics in the country. He's a very funny man. He's a, he's a veteran. He's been on, and they roll roll off my my credits. He's been on this show, that radio show, this TV show. And he's now, he's also the host of two very popular podcasts. One called the S. Anthony Says Podcast. The one you're listening to right now. And another one that just, just is becoming very popular called the Yes Anthony Thomas Show. I guess you could probably guess his name's S. Anthony, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because MCs very, very rarely stick to the script. They always have to, you know, try to add their funny to what you ask them to say. It's like, dude, just just read the fucking intro. <laughs> it's like, you can give them an intro. Okay, I'll need you to just walk on stage and count to four. And then point to me and I walk to the stage. Okay, you ready for your next act? Yes. One, two, three. Speaking of three, Three's Company is a very funny program and from the mid-70s to the early 80s starring uh, Suzanne Somers, Joyce DeWitt, and John Ritter, Norman Fell, and Audra Lindley. It's a very popular sitcom, a classic show. You can see it on Zoogie Zoogie Channel uh, 8 here, right here in Tallahassee. And, uh, th- and no one else is funny. This next guy who's going to come to the stage right now. So I'm going to bring him to the stage. Oh, I was, I was supposed to count. Sorry, buddy. <clears throat> One, two three 
No one else is funny. The number I was supposed to stay, say starts with the f sound, and f is the same sound that starts the word funny. It's the letter, the number that comes after three, right? You know, you know. So they, they go, bring me to the damn stage, bro. Okay, buddies, don't don't get full of yourself now. Come on, I'm gonna bring you up right now. One, two, three, four. What's your name again? Oh God, it's on the card. Oh yeah, uh, Santhony. S. Anthony Thomas. Yeah, what? S. Anthony Thomas. S. Anthony Thomas. Not Thomas Thomas. Oh, I'm sorry. S. Anthony, not Thomas Thomas. <laughs> right? But the thing is, you get on the stage, you do your jokes, and you're real to the people because you're there in front of them. You can shake their hands. You can hug them. They can hear your voice in person. You're not a voice that's coming out of their, the speakers in their car that they've never met. Because when you see people, it's like live performers in music. Now, if you have a favorite artist and you listen to their music all the time, it's great. But the people that are really super connected to them are the people that have actually physically gotten up, gotten dressed up, gotten a babysitter if they're old enough to have a babysitter or if their kids climb out the window and down the back of the house with a bunch of rolled up sheets because they were grounded and they better get get back in here, Megan. I hate you, Dad. I want to go see the concert. The only concert you're going to see is the concerts on your television in your room because you're grounded. I hate you, you bastard. <laughs> Moving on. Right? They come to see you at the show and they're like, hey, that's the guy that sang the thing. And that guy sang the thing. And he's great or she's great. I dig that person. And I hug that person. Here's a picture of me with that person. They signed this and all of that crap. And that person's now 50 years old or 40 years old. And they're still buying your music. or Well, and nobody's buying music anymore. And coming to your concerts 25 years later. Because they have a connection with you. Because they saw you in person. Or someone dragged them to the concert. They go, oh, I don't really know that guy or that lady but i'll go with you it sounds like fun I, you know and they go oh this person could really sing and then they go home and they look up your music hey i never heard this before and all of a sudden you got another fan well i realize that's how it's going to have to happen for me too right because every time i get on stage you know when i start performing again there'll be two three four hundred people out there depending on the size of the club i'll stand on stage with my mic tell my funny story to the drunk bastards that laugh their balls off and their ovaries off or whatever right and then they'll go ah oh, this guy's a quadruple quintuple genius <coughs> And he has his propensity to cough during his podcast sometime, but still not edit it out because I ain't editing out shit. <laughs> right. And then they come to see you and they, they think it's great. And then they find out you got a podcast and they go, well, he was funny for that hour on stage. Let's see if he's interesting during his podcast. And then they come back and listen to the podcast. Hey, I like this guy. And then you got some more listeners. And then Netflix goes, hey, that guy's incredible. Let's do some stuff and he'll do some stuff and then I'll do some stuff if they wise up and give me some damn money and then I'll do that crap and become a big deal and I'll have the big giant podcast that I wanted to have in the first place. And and then a few years after that, some person who's very, very good will be on. 
you know, man, I like SF and I think he's great, man. But like, you know, his podcast has all these listeners now because he was on Netflix and all of that kind of stuff, you know. And um, I mean, like all these big name guys come in and they get all the spots and stuff, man. And I want to I want to be big, too. So I hope I mean, he's one of those big time because I know he didn't become successful till he was like 51 or 52 after whining like a bitch on his podcast. And then it finally happened for him. And then he felt stupid because it happened like a year after he whined like a bitch on his podcast. And then he became, you know, he, he became a big deal like the next year and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I want to be just like him. So I'm going to whine like a punk ass bitch on my podcast, too. Dude, could you not say punk ass bitch? I mean, I've I've, I've chosen not to. Are you S. Anthony Thomas from the future when he actually becomes famous? Yes. Oh, well, what, what are you doing here? Well, I, I don't know why I'm here. I just I just want to let you know right now. First of all, um. Stop saying punk ass bitch. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really kind of a derogatory term. You say it all the time. Yeah, but I say it about other people and it's okay when I say it. Why is it okay when you say it? Because it's my podcast. Actually, in this particular scenario, this is my podcast. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And also, you broke into my house. Yeah, well, I'll be gone before the police get here, dick face. <laughs> I got weird just now. But what I'm saying is, listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is I live in the real world. And sometimes dreams don't come true and you just got to realize you just got to enjoy what you're doing and keep plugging away. Just like I'm going to keep plugging away at this weird ass podcast that I'm doing right now until I get what I want. You bastards. Folks, this episode is over. I want to thank you for listening for all these years. I want to let you know right now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if at some point I become rich and famous, I will not change a bit. Okay, I'm going to change a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to be podcasting from my mansion and then after the podcast I'm going to turn off the podcast, edit it up, upload it and then walk into the other room and jump on top of my supermodel wife and then we're going to bang each other senseless and then we're going to go drive someplace in our luxury vehicles, probably to our other house where we're going to we're going to bang each other senseless in that house also because I will be rich and famous and banging supermodels. Okay, not a bunch of supermodels. I will marry one of the supermodels and then we will be banging each other regularly. <laughs> Don't be jealous of future me. Calm down. <laughs> okay, folks, this podcast is damn near everywhere. What am I? I was going to say damn near everywhere. This podcast is everywhere. Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, like I said, Everywhere that podcasts are, this podcast is. I'm everywhere, people. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Get to know it. Get to know me and love it. <laughs> Folks, I'm out. I want to say goodbye real quick the way I always say goodbye. I want you to say it with me on the count of three that I'm going to get the hell out of here and begin working on next week's episode because that's what I do. So, so you ready to do it? You ready? Okay. I'm going to count to three. Then we're going to say goodbye, okay? Ready? One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. S. 
giggle, we're gonna get wild. Go ahead and clap. Go ahead and cheer. We're gonna have a good time while up in here.